that it's not just a theoretical part. Also, you may face a question about side besides the exam. Besides, realistically, uh, the last few years, I can see that they are lay, raising concern in any organization or business to uh, uh, encourage the good ethics in their business. Let me share with you an exam question related to code of ethics. So the question was about the ethic and the internet. RFC 1087 state which of the following. Now, if you remember, in the previous lecture, we spoke about the Internet Architecture Board of Ethics. So, is it saying the Internet is a privilege and should be treated that, that way? Or Internet components include the broadband media and the local user components? Or software viruses uh, and Internet viruses should be treated differently? or internet professional are subject to same ethics responsibility as any of other industry. Now, I'm, I know that a lot of people will not be able to memorize all those kind of codes and all the definitions in this course. Some of them you have to actually, but some of them it's, it's not easy to memorize all, all, all code of ethics and this uh, kind of statement. So, Let's remove the things that doesn't make any sense. Definitely number two, which is the internet component, includes the broadband media and uh, the local user components. It doesn't seem related to the code of ethics, right? So number two should not be uh, uh, like should not should not be there. Uh, number four also, it's really weird. Internet professional are subject to the same ethical responsibility as any other industry. It's really general. So if we exclude two and four, we're going to have one and three remaining. Now, many people selected number three right away, that software virus and uh, internet virus should be treated differently. But actually, uh, the, the right statement, if you went back to the previous lecture, the right statement was the uh, internet is a privilege as uh, and should be treated this way. This was the first code of sta uh, uh, first statement in the Internet uh, Architecture Board of Essex. That's why I'm telling you that when it comes to the code of Essex, you have just to you need to get an idea about the major one, which is the Internet Architecture Board of Essex, because a lot of people do not aware of it, and the IC Square Code of Essex. My expectation is that they will not ask you about the Internet, uh, the IC Square Code of Essex, because this is something that you're going to need to sign after finishing the exam. But if you're going to ask about anything related to the Essex, uh, it will be the Internet Architecture Board of Essex. All previous lectures was more into the introductory part talking about what is the element of security, talking about the ethics, talking about the definition of threats and risk and vulnerability and so on. But starting from this lecture, we're going to go into the real implementation of information security in any organization. And here, starting from here, I would like you to start taking notes 
into what we're going to talk about. Because the point that we will be covering starting from now, it's very important for the implementation of information security in any organization. It's very important to pass the exam. It's very important for you if you sit for any interview. And we're going to start with the security documentation. Uh, a big part of your job will be to prepare a lot of security documentation. And in security, everything needs to be documented. It's not enough to say that I know about that. It needs to be documented. So, for instance, if you have a business continuity planning, which you're going to cover in a different uh, subject, it's not just to be aware of the plan, but it needs to be documented step by step in case of any disaster or any incident. What should be done? If you have a policy related to how are you uh, get rid of information, if you are working in government or military, they have a specific way uh, uh, destroying their information. Is it written? If you have a policy related to, for instance, creating an email, if a new employee join your company, how he should request for an email? Is there any policy showing what is the step for creating an email or what is the requirement for creating an email? So everything in security needs to be documented. This is one point. Second point, people need to be aware of that. So if I join a company as a regular employee, I need to know that this company has their own information security policy. I, and I should be aware of that. And we're going to cover that in some upcoming lectures, that awareness needs to be there to tell your employee that, guys, we have information security policy, and it's located in this specific directory or this specific website. Because if they are not aware of the policy and they break the security for any reason, intentionally or unintentionally, you will not be able to do anything about it. But if you inform that, that there is a policy, and in case they broke the policy for any reason, now we can take action against them. Considering that most of the major incidents that happened in the last 10 years was because of people, due to people, not due to technology. So all of the major compromisation of uh, organization like uh, different company, RSA, uh, Aramco Saudi Arabia, and different kind of compromisations that happened to company and led to uh, a loss of millions of dollars was because of people. So that's why this specific part of the course is quite important. Talking about security documentation and specific documentations that I would like to refer to. But as a, as a beginning, you need to understand that a big portion of your job is to prepare a lot of security documentation. And if you are following any framework, like ISO 27001 or HEPA or PCI DCS, all of them request the organization to have a security policy and procedures. And if you have a, 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 any audit, if you receive any audit coming to your company, one of the main questions that they're going to ask you, do you have a security policy and procedures? And they're going to check it. And then they're going to ask people, do you know that your company have a security policy and procedures? So I just want you to give some attention to this lecture and do some research about it. Now we're going to talk about 
what are the main security documents that should be inside your organization? And your role will be to uh, uh, creating them if they are not there from the beginning, but also reviewing them annually and modifying them if any modification is needed. So what are the uh, main security documents? First, the policy. You should have a policy for every process and everything related to information in your organization. For instance, you have different system in your organization and you are giving people password so they can access the system according to their like job description and their functionality. Do you have a, pol- do you have a policy related to the password, your organization password? For instance, the policy should say that the password should be complex, so the password should be changed every 90 days uh, or whatever duration. The password should not be shared. Uh, the password should not be easy to uh, figure it out. And people should be aware of that. So if any problem happened because someone shares his password over the internet or to someone or something like that, he cannot say, I didn't know that, uh, that uh, there is a password policy. So this is a very small example that you should have a password policy written uh, include everything that should be inside the password. If you are exchanging information, you have different departments in your organization or or you are dealing with customer and you are giving this customer information, price list, offers, and so on and so forth. Do you have a policy regarding information exchanging? Maybe some of this information are critical. How are you dealing with critical information? If you are an entity like government or military, and you are uh, destroying the information from time to time. Do you have a policy regarding uh, information destruction that uh, like document should be, for instance, uh, destroyed using a shredder? You should not just write uh, or throw them in any uh, uh, recycle or in any place. No, it should be cut by shredder, so it cannot be reassembled one more time. Because as you know, one of the attacks is to check in any company garbage or something for any critical information. Okay, What if you as an organization, all your critical and sensitive information are on the uh, computers? So what are you doing if you plan to uh, change uh, the laptop and the computer that you are using? Okay, are you just going to format the hard drive and that's it? Do you know that even if you format your hard drive six times and rewrite on it, you can retrieve whatever was in, in this computer? So there should be a policy related to exchanging the computer. Whenever we are changing the computer, we have a policy to make sure that no information that or, or, or was originally on this computer has been, uh, uh, can be recovered. So the policy, it's a very, very important document. And actually, you should have a policy about anything related to information. So we are talking about information exchanging. We are talking about information uh, uh, destroying. We are talking about password. We are talking about, for instance, encryption. If you are using encryption to secure the information, do you have a policy regarding that? And so on and so forth. I will show you a very good source from where you can get a lot of policy. Because it's not an easy document to write, by the way. Okay, So it's better to start with something like templates or uh, good resources from where you can get some 
policy. Then we're going to explain the difference between the policy and procedures and guidelines and so on. Now, before showing you the source from where you can get policy, you need to understand that policy, as a definition, is a high-level statement of management. And it just contains the purpose and scope and compliance uh, mapping in the sense that the policy will not include how to do it. So, for instance, if you have a password policy, it should say that policy needs to be complete, uh, complex and it needs to be changed every 90 days. But it will not say how to go into the system or to, to, to your computer and change it to a complex password. It will not say how to step by step how to assign a, 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 or how to make to enforce the password to be changed every 90 days. It will not explain how to do it. But it will just uh, uh, mention the policy, what it's saying, and most important, mapping with the compliance. So it will say we should have a strong password because ISO 27001 in this specific section, this specific control is requesting that. And PCI DCS in this specific section and this specific control is requesting that and so on and so forth. So you should map the policy with the requirement. So because if you got any audits, they will check the compliance and saying, okay, show me the control related to that. So you can show them the, that you have a policy that is saying uh, one, two, three, four, five. So it should be mapping or mapped with the compliance or a framework. Before moving and explaining the different uh, kind of other security document. Let me show you some of the policy or some of the uh, resources or website from where you can get policy as a template and you can use them in your company. A very good resources for that will be SANS uh, website. SANS, they have their own website. SANS, it's a very huge security organization. And if you go to their website and go to resources, and you go to the security policy project, you will find they have a lot of templates that you can use. So for instance, you have general policy, or you can click on it and you can see, we have acceptable encryption policy, we have, uh, uh, for instance, uh, clean desk policy that all the employees should have a clean desktop, you should not leave sensitive document on your desk. You should not leave sensitive information. Maybe it gets stolen or lost. It's a policy. Okay. Not all policy are technical, as you're going to explain in a few minutes. We have, for instance, data recovery policy. We have digital signature policy. You can download whatever uh, 